Well, Maury Litwack is with us live via telephone. Uh, Maury, thank God, recently has only had good news for us when joining us here at JM in the AM. He is, um, of course, executive director of the Teach Advocacy Network. He keeps us up to date on what we as a community, when it comes to governmental affairs relating to education, are doing right. And thank God (laughs) that there are a couple of things we've actually done right very recently. Maury Litwack, welcome back to JM in the AM. It's always a pleasure. We always, we always, as the rule goes, we always like to only deliver good news when I'm here now. And it's funny because how rare is it uh, that we have the opportunity when it comes to activism to really compliment, you know, our community. I mean, unfortunately, not everybody comes through. Not everybody takes takes it seriously when we try to get everybody to, you know, leap into action. But when it comes to this stuff with Teach NYS and related matters in New Jersey and other places, it seems that our community finally, thank God, has responded. Now, what prompted this conversation was back uh, less than a week ago, we found out that um, that state, meaning New York State, uh, reimbursement allocations from the New York State Education Department have begun for the first year of the MST STEM Teacher Reimbursement Program. Now, number one, Tell us what this means in terms of dollars and cents for the non-public schools, the ones that we're advocating for, and then we'll talk about um, you know how how a, a teacher or a school that has teachers uh, that fit this category can be eligible for these funds. Well, so the reason why this is a really exciting uh, program, and if I if I may say even a cool program, is that <clears throat> there's always been a lot of talk within the community about the what if. And the idea of what if we could get the or the secular instruction paid for by the government. Right. And it was tossed around in a lot of discussions about the tuition crisis and a lot of discussions about uh, the issues of funding in our community. And two years ago, uh, we actually passed legislation in Albany uh, to do just that. And uh, the funding that came out last week uh, took a little while to, to get going, uh, but it was extraordinarily exciting. And over 110 yeshivas and day schools in the New York area uh, received the initial funding. Uh, the funding for the state starts at uh, $5 million, so not a huge amount to start with. But what was exciting was is that schools um, and parents were learning um, that this, this funding has actually started and begun and being released by the state. Uh, and, you know, in the, in the mid, midpoint of the summer, uh, people were learning this has become real, real uh, in a serious way. And, and I think that this is exciting not just because of the the fact that we uh, one of the biggest cost drivers in schools, the cost of actually uh, the teachers uh, has the possibility of being uh, relieved by the state. Uh, but this legislation also uh, is really about uh, investing in our kids, and that's why I think the state did it. Which is that people don't know this, and I've been talking a lot about it. But um, STEM is the future, uh, and 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 reimbursing teachers for reimbursing schools for the cost of their science, technology, engineering, and math teachers is about investing in the future for New York State, but also should excite parents and grandparents because at the end of the day, we put this out there yesterday, um, there have been studies that say, say that 15 out of the 20 fastest-growing professions uh, in the next you know, few decades are going to be all science and math-driven, uh, and that you know, the highest-paying jobs are science and math-driven. And so it's not just about relief uh, for our schools and for our community, but it's also about the fact that it's, it's, it's a literal investment uh, in the quality uh, of of yeshiva and day school education. I mean, uh, now again, 
especially someone like myself who's really not involved in this stuff day to day, I mean, it looks to us, and, and you sort of confirm this, that we're on the road to all, uh, all may be the wrong word, to many or all of teachers' salaries in the, let's say, science and math departments and others eventually to be paid by the state of New York. Is, is that the road we're on? Yes, that's, look, that's objective. And if you see the, the trajectory of the, of the program and, and, and the way it's worked, it was $5 million in year one, uh, which was 2017. In 2018, the state of New York put in $15 million for the program. And in uh, April of this year, uh, 2019, they put in $30 million for this program. The total applications for the program this year uh, were about $80 million. Uh, obviously, I think that's going to grow significantly. But uh, we, we our, our plan and the reason why we have over 600 parents and kids and over, over 55 schools who trek to Albany, right. the people in our community really believe this is possible because the people, because this has happened not because of, of, this happened not because of me running around or, you know, one or two individual volunteers hap- running around. This happened because people really, really banged doors uh, in Albany. They, they, they voted, they raised their voice, they, you know, they did all the things that I've been on the program previously and you've been, you've been, very loud and vocal about and saying we've got to do this as a community. That's why this happened. So when other states, you know, when other states in the community listen to this, get excited about it, there's a reason why it happened in New York. It's because people really stepped up and made it happen. And and if you think back, and everybody out there, you got to think back. There was a time when all of this was deemed impossible. All of this was deemed not even worth the effort to go to Albany, not even worth the effort to open a conversation with our legislators. And look at the place where we've gotten to. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and look, I, I posted on um, on social media very it went it went viral, very popular about the fact that um, when we started this, um, you know, there were voices that basically said it was impossible. There were voices that said that the legislature was never going to support us. There were voices that said that that um, once the the, fund, the pe- bill was passed, the funding was never going to come out, and on and on and on. And you know, here we are. And, and I think that the you know, the, I was on the program a couple months back, and we were having a conversation about. The reality that security funding and security right. guards used to be something that was never paid for, right. and now it is also. Right. And I think that the the biggest mistake we can make as a community is is we can look at these things. You know, like I think people in the, in other states are looking at this and saying, "Well, that's New York, and it's a big state." But when we started, people told us, "Why would you bother in New York? If it was possible in New York, someone would have already done it." Yeah. So it it's just it's just that, and that can't be our mentality. Our mentality has to be imagining a world and environment. We can get amazing things done if we actually are engaged in the civic process. I don't know why I'm so curious about this, but for some reason I am. Does this money go straight to the schools and then they use it to pay their teachers? Are these grants to teachers themselves? How does this work? So this money goes directly to the directly to the um, the schools. the The money obviously is not. I would say it's not nearly any. You know, in the five million dollar pot, um, I don't think any schools are having conversations right now about. Um, what the money means in terms of uh, of um, you know major offsets, but right. I think that the the um, we're 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 just we're just in the beginning stages of grappling with the fact that the money is there. Um, but I think that the, what's what's amazing is is that we've heard from schools who look at this and say this is amazing. I know it's coming for the next three years, and now we have to start planning. Um, and, and I think that's where we want to be with this uh, this type of program. Just to go back to my comments on the front end, which is. Ultimately speaking, uh, I think the reason why so many volunteers and parents and schools have been involved in this is not just because of the the, 
the relief whenever we get a dollar into the system, but also just because of of the um, of we, we've heard from schools who say, this is amazing, now I can actually build out my STEM lab, right. my STEM program. And by the way, you know, for those who are cynical, and there have been many over the last couple of decades, you've met many of them in Albany, frankly, um, that you know this would just lead to a raise in, in tuition in our community. I think we've gotten to the point, frankly, that you know the schools realize that they've almost tapped out the parents in terms of where we're at in in tuition when it comes to day schools and high schools. So I don't, I don't, I, I think you're right when you say you know schools are looking at this as a way to plan ahead uh, to really enhance the program without raising tuition for the parents. Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think I've I've been I don't know if there's anybody who's gone out and done more um, tuition crisis discussions than I have. I mean, I did an entire tour of this about 18 months ago in in, in over 50 communities, and I think one of the things that comes up the most frequent is um, the discussion around um, around spending, and and I think that the um, the conclusion that that was reached is is that I think we all want an affordable education, but we want all want an affordable, quality, secure education. Right. And, and I think that the, you know, certainly anybody can take their local school and find a school uh, somewhere else that's half the price. But would they choose to go to that? No, not necessarily, because they want those either horoscopically or, uh, you know, the education-wise or, the, or for a variety of other reasons. And so I think what's, what's, what government funding can do, and it has done in other countries, is at least give our parents uh, a choice in, in, in options. Right. 100%. And I think that, I think that's, that, uh, you know, that's a critical part of all this. 100%. Very important. Hey, Maury, why is August 1st such an important date? Why is August 1st because such an I, important date? Because I have a note here that any school that wants to hop on to this program, they have till tomorrow to uh, to alert. Am I right? They have till tomorrow to basically... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? This is this is. I'm I'm very happy because my mind went blank when you asked me that question. I thought you had like a surprise for me. That's amazing. This is like uh, Knuckles part of the team. Yes, and August first is a very important date because if you're hearing about this for the first time, or you're uh, uh, head of a school or involved in a school, you should get in contact with our office. It's teachcoalition.org. Teachcoalition.org. You can go to it, and we'll help you out. And you can contact our office or call us or email. And uh, we literally have people standing by. Uh, to the wee hours, the program has to be submitted by August 1st uh, in the hands at Albany, and we can get going. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a critical date. So anybody who, I mean, I, I don't even know if it's possible at this point, you, you would know better than me, uh, any principal, head of school that just has not been aware of this or has not acted upon it, they've got to take care of this immediately. They've got to go to teachcoalition.org and set this in motion today. Yes, 100%. I, I think that that's it's, I, we hope it's not too late. We had calls with people even a little late, like 11 o'clock last night, talking to them about, about this. And, uh, yeah, we definitely encourage it. Uh, um, we, we, we will work as hard as necessary to get every teacher and school in this program as we can. How have your committees in other states, New Jersey, Florida, Maryland, et cetera, reacted to the New York news? Is New York now at the forefront of this whole thing, or are there still states doing better in terms of helping private schools than we are? Well, we operate within six states, uh, Florida, California, New York, New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Maryland. And it's actually funny, by the way, we, had, we opened this uh, this year in Ontario and Toronto, which has a, you know, uh-huh. about 12,000 Yeshiva Day School kids right. uh, because they desperately need help as well. I, I would say that in the states we operate in, in, in America, uh, we brought, it's 90% of the Yeshiva Day School world is represented by those six states. Um, and I would say that we've had a focus on really three things at this point. 
One is, is security funding and security guards and getting that up and running. Uh, two is in states like Florida and Pennsylvania in particular, uh, it's been on tax credits, uh, which have been a big relief for the scholarship system. In Pennsylvania, for example, 40% of the kids are on scholarship, uh, I believe, in Philadelphia. Um, and, you know, that's what we're doing. But then in, in the big question people I get asked the most is, well, what are you doing in New Jersey? It's right next to New York, right. and we need some relief in New Jersey. Um, and people will be very, very happy to know um, that we made some amazing strides on trying to trying to get some STEM education in New Jersey. And I'm hoping, you know, I'll be calling into this uh, program uh, later in the month to deliver that good news. Amazing. I'm telling you, what gets me is that is that years ago, I never thought we'd have these type of conversations. I never thought these things would happen. Uh, by the way, a lot of people in our community, and we don't have to get into the politics of it, but you're certainly familiar with it, a lot of people in our community are not exactly thrilled with the makeup of the state legislature the way it is right now. Is it, though, because of that makeup that we've made such progress, or one has nothing to do with the other? Listen, I think, I think, I think that the, the good politics plan, and good politics plan regardless of whether or not um, who's in office, and I think that um, if this has been a few Ascanim working on this, uh, and it had just been me and a couple people I know, I think we would have been in dire straits. Uh, but when you, when you base it based off the community, and you base it based off the fact that you need people in Riverdale to operate uh, with their politician, regardless of if the politician's six months in or six years in, and right. you need people, the same, you know, the same types of community involvement in Westchester or Long Island or Teaneck or wherever it may be. I think that's that's how you get things done, and I think that's how we've been able to uh, adapt. So I, I know that people have been uh, fetching, for example, um, in different state legislatures because of the change in makeup of it. Uh, but we we uh, we we're very very proud that. In New York, for example, where there were big changes legislatively, uh, we still saw our funding for non-public schools go up uh, by over $50 million. Unbelievable. All things incredible. Uh, what an effort. Maury Litwass, Executive Director of the Teach Advocacy Network. Anybody out there in New York State uh, that has not yet become aware of uh, this news, that the New York State Education Department has just released the reimbursement allocations for the first year of the MST STEM Teacher Reimbursement Program, uh, if you're a head of school that's not familiar with this and you have teachers that fall in this category, get in touch with teachcoalition.org now because you have till tomorrow to deal with this, uh, and it must be dealt with today. Teachcoalition.org, teachcoalition.org. Maury Litwack, keep the good news coming. It's amazing. Every time you come on, we have wonderful things to tell these people out there. Always a pleasure. Looking forward. Appreciate that. Maury Litwack, a lot of amazing efforts going on. He uh, alluded to Askunim. They deserve a lot of credit, those who are involved. Uh, he, of course, and uh, those who um, those who are uh, you know regular folks in New York State who take an interest and uh, act upon the uh, advice of places like TeachCoalition.org and the Advocacy Network to get involved, to write letters, to send emails, to go up to Albany, call a vote to everybody, because all together, uh, the collective group has uh, accomplished a great deal, including this latest piece of news. JM and the AM at 8 minutes before 8 o'clock.